upside down. That's the, the weight of the engines that's on the top. And I remember one of the training things that they had us do is that they would blindfold us, strap us into a seat in a fuselage, drop us into water and turn it upside down and, and teach us how to get out. <laughs> it wasn't that hard. It sounds a whole lot worse than it is. But uh, treading water is an important thing to be able to do if you're in water and you need to. Amen? Well, one of the things that I've been, I started last week, kind of a counterculture uh, uh, set of sermons or a series. Um, and last week I talked about who or, or what you are. And I think if we're going to step in and we're going to face the pressures of our culture, and we really are today, if you're going to successfully face the, the pressures that are, that are pushing against you in the culture today, you and I need to know who and what we are, right? We need to know that we're the children of the Most High God. We need to know uh, uh, what, what God has, has called us to do and to be so that when the pressures come in, we won't really, we won't, won't really be confused, nor will we be overwhelmed, but we'll be able to stand against those things. Now, I'm going to continue on with that today, uh, uh, and, and with a, with a, you know, the, 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 the series is called Against the Wind, kind of a, a, a Bob Seeger title, right? But uh, it, it, it produces pictures in our minds about pushing against something, trying to make headway in a, in a, in a place and in a time when it's a little hard. Um, and so um, today it's tsunami. Here comes the flood. Now, I had never really heard of a tsunami until a few years ago. I guess it was 2004. They've been around forever, okay? And usually it's because of some seismic action underneath the, the ocean, and it creates this, this, this wave or series of waves. And, uh, and, we, and most of us have, had never heard of a tsunami until about 2004 when on a very bright and clear day, the area around Sri Lanka, India, and Thailand, there was a wave surge, and the wave surge, and there was wave surge after wave surge, and it rose and came ashore, causing great loss of life and destruction. And now we're used, we were used to, and we saw the pictures, we saw the videos. They kept running them on infinitum, you know, uh, uh, on on. Uh, on, on TV, but it was kind of strange because we always associated, at least I did, those kind of waves and that kind of like with hurricanes. And usually it's cloudy and rainy and wind, and all of a sudden it's a, a beautiful, clear day. Nothing could have been further from the mind of the people than tragedy. And all of a sudden the waves started coming in a little bit higher, a little bit higher. Before you know it, people were running for their lives, and some of them didn't make it to higher ground. Thousands and thousands of people died. And the interesting thing is, is they were completely caught off guard. Many were. When the waters rose, they didn't understand the, the nature of the surge, how high it would be, or how far inland it would come. It consumed lives. It separated people from their homes, their families. And then it's, you know, and, and if, if it could, could have been any more horrified, it just simply, when it receded, it sucked people right back out to sea. Now, we, we've, now we've, we've become aware of those, and, and I want you to know that I believe that we're experiencing something in, in, a, in a sense of a cultural tsunami right now, okay? Now, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, 
I'm asking that this word and this, this time would be, would be significant and pivotal in, in, our, in, our, in our understanding. Help us to, to truly be aware and truly tune in to the dangers that exist in our culture today uh, and, and give us the things that we need, um, whether it's a resu- perhaps a, initially a resolve to stand, a resolve to live, you might say, to, to find the higher ground that we need. Because we, we always know that that's, that's even an answer here. We need to stand on higher ground. Lord, we love you. We love you. We thank you for your mercies, your grace, the anointing of your Holy Spirit. Teach us today, I pray in Christ's name. Amen. Tsunami. Okay? A cultural tsunami. Okay? In a sense, in a sense what, we're, what we're facing today is a flood of sin. And that through the, you might say, through the various frames that our culture provides for us, okay? A flood of sin, a flood of, uh, of, of behavior that's contrary, that pushes against the, 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 the spirit of Christ and the word of God and the life that he has planted in each and every one of us here, okay? Now, um, let me, t- let me talk first about the, the, the nature, the nature of how this sometimes happens and, and how we can get caught unaware and find ourselves in, in like, very much like the people who were standing on the beach on a sunny day looking out there and said, wow, those are really neat big waves. And then found themselves in a moment in a, in a position of peril. Uh, one of the things is that we don't understand what's happening. Everything looks normal. We've kind of, you know, one way, we get kind of used to it, the, the, the length and the, the height of the way. I remember Valley and I and my girls, they were, they were young, far young. We were all far younger. Uh, we had spent three years in Naples, Italy, serving in the, in the military, okay? That was kind of, most people say, how, how exotic. Well, you know, exotic goes out the window after about a week and a half, okay? And, and, you, and you're working every day, and it's, it's just like, and, and you're fighting through, but that's another story altogether. But I remember one of the, one of the um, I, I, don't, I would say benefits now, but at the time we thought it was like one of the hardships, one of the hardships of living in, 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 there, in Naples, Italy, there was no cable. Yeah? And you don't know how uh, used to and how dependent you become on all the media streams that come to you, right? I mean, it's like, it's like uh, you know, Fox News is on speed dial, right? And, and, or, or whatever you watch. And, and you can watch it, you know, 150 channels all the time, all now, and all that stuff. And... We got over there, and an AFRTS, which was the Air Force or the uh, Armed Forces Television, yeah, uh, Network Television, whatever it was. I think we had what one channel, one channel. <laughs> and and you know, at, at initially we thought, oh no, but, but it was a hardship that everybody had to undergo, and so you you rented movies and all that other stuff, and you watch it. But oftentimes, you know, you turn on the TV, it wasn't anything that you wanted to watch. So you went to bed and read. And that's where we started reading so much. Valley and I, we still read a lot today. But it's interesting, we came back one time and we turned the TV on back here in the States and nothing was on. So we just, on that one channel, we turned it off. <laughs> so used to one channel that, that we, didn't, you know, we didn't surf. But I remember one of the things, 
one of the, the interesting things is that we were gone for three years. And so we didn't see American TV for three years. And in three years, we came back, we were horrified. Turned on the TV and said, whoa! The amazing, uh, the, 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 the growth in the amount of filth. And, and you know, and, and I, could I say that the only way I rec- we recognize is because we had had a three-year fast. Does that make sense? I mean, that's, that's how, it, how it works. And so I would say the, the tsunami of filth or the tsunami of, of cultural things that, that will cut against who you are and what God wants you to be uh, is, is sometimes not so much uh, 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 an onslaught but a slow-rising flood. Okay? All right. Okay. Well, turn with me to... You said, well, Pastor, I thought you were, you were going to do more than just talk. You, you had a sermon. And, and Isaiah 59. Now, I don't want to read the whole passage because it's quite lengthy, and I, I want to touch on some things, but, but I want to pull the principles out and just kind of highlight what I see in this passage of Scripture. Now, and I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll just begin to read here. Isaiah 59. Behold, the Lord's hand is not so short. Now, I'll, I'll give you a few more moments. I, I still hear pages flipping. Isaiah 59. I love to hear the sound of children. We've got a bunch downstairs right now learning all about Jesus. Amen. Amen. I love that. I love that. Isaiah 59, verse 1. Behold, the Lord's hand is not so short that, he ca- that it cannot save, nor his ear so dull that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God. And your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken falsehood. Your tongue mutters, uh, mutters wickedness. Uh, no one sues righteously and no one pleads honestly. They trust in confusion and speak lies. They conceive mischief and, and bring forth iniquity. They hatch adder's eggs and weave the spider's web. He who eats their eggs dies. And from, that which is from, and from that which is crushed, a snake breaks forth. Their webs will not become clothing, nor will they cover themselves with their works. Their works are works of iniquity. And an act of violence is in their hands. Their feet run to evil, and they hasten and shed innocent blood. So on and so forth. You see, what, what's being described here is... Now, it starts out with God's hand is, is not short. It can't save. But this is what's going on in the world that, that he's speaking to. There's a date and a time, I think, associated with this. But could I say that all humanity is, is prone to, to these kinds of things? Okay. Left to ourselves. I remember living on the side of a mountain as a young Marine. And there were no women there. And, now, and what I found is that we really went to seed without you ladies around. <laughs> without the right influences, could I say, without the right influences, there is a gravity that takes us down. <laughs> and the same thing is true. At some point in time, 
in any culture, in any, any community, and, and if you're a historian, and some of you are, some of you read books and you read history and you, and you recognize the various cycles of humanity and you see that, the, you might say, the rise and the fall of, of many civilizations. And eventually gravity, there's this moral gravity that takes people and cultures down. And we see this in this passage of scriptures. God's here, God's alive, but here's what's going on in your culture. Okay? Verse 10, we grope along the wall like blind men. We grope like those who have no eyes. We stumble at midday as in the twilight among those who are vigorous. We are like dead men. All of us growl like bears and moan sadly like doves. Interesting uh, uh, word pictures here. Verse 15 says, Yes, truth is lacking. And he who turns aside from evil makes himself a prey. Now the Lord saw. Now the Lord saw. And it was displeasing in his sight that there was no justice. And he saw that there was no man. And was astonished that there was no one to intercede. Then his own arm, then his own arm brought salvation to him, and his righteousness upheld him. He put on righteousness like a breastplate, and the helmet of salvation on his head, and he put on garments of vengeance for clothing, and wrapped himself with zeal as a mantle. According to their deeds, so he will repay. Wrath to his adversaries, recompense to his enemies. To the coastlands he will make recompense. Now this next verse kind of an interesting verse. It says, So they will fear the name of the Lord from, from the west, and his glory from the rising of the sun, for he shall come like a rushing stream, which the wind of the Lord drives, and a redeemer will come to Zion, and to those who turn from transgression in Jacob, declares the Lord. Verse 19. Other translations, I actually like the King James translation of this. And, it's, and it says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, God will raise up a standard against him. When he comes in like a flood, then the Lord will raise up a standard again against him. Now, what we see in, the, in this passage of Scripture are several things. What we see in this passage is, this, is the content and the culture that was here is just, okay, they had gone, in, 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 proverbially, south. They had gone down. They had left God. And God was looking out over this place. And it starts, remember the passage starts, God's hand's not too short to save. In spite, and, and, and what the picture you see here is, in spite of everything you see, it, it's, it's really possible to look at the circumstances in our lives, or, or the circumstances in our nation, in our culture, in our, in our, in our schools, in our, in, our, in our businesses, wherever it is, and see terrible things happening and say, where's God? Okay? I mean, recognize that? I mean, every, every time there's, there's, there's a horrible uh, event in the world, somebody's going to say, where's God when, when all this is? And the scriptures talks about, this, this passage starts out, God's hand's not too short to save. He looks out over there, and, you, and, and then there's this recalling of all the corruptness, corruption that's in the culture there. And then it comes back and says, well, God says, I was amazed. I didn't find anybody who, would, who was willing to stand up. So I decided to come myself. Okay? 
Now, you're, you're wondering where, where we're going to go with this. We're going to come to 2013 here because what you see here is there's, there's some things that are historically contextual uh, in this passage of Scripture, yet there are always timeless principles. God always is the same. He always reacts the same. People do too. If you, if you, if you read through, through the Old Testament, you'll see the things that David did. We do those things too. The kind of things that you might say gave people flat tires in their lives or, 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 or caused them to succumb to evil or whatever still exists today. Now the forms may be different, but you know, there's nothing new under the sun. And yet I say to you that God exists and he is the same today forever. Yesterday, today, and forever. And so what we find in this passage is we see the footprints of God as he deals with a set of circumstances, and those circumstances can be transferable to us today, so are the principles of God. Okay? So what we see there is he looks out and says, well, we're, you know, the, the, it opens with a question. The question says, look at this mess. Can I just, can I just uh, paraphrase this? We're in a mess. Is God's hand, where's God? And the, and the scripture comes back and says, God is alive and well in his hand and his arm. His hand is not, his hand and his arm are not too short to reach you. He's paying attention. He's paying attention. And then you see, see where he saw there was no man and was astonished that there was no one to intercede. And then you see some of these things here. And his, then his own hand brought, brought salvation to him. He he put on righteousness like a breastplate and helmet of salvation on his head and he put garments of vengeance on his head. You know, you see this kind of this militaristic thing going on here. Helmet, shield, all these things. And then we see that. I, I, I do like that other translation a little better on this one. And he says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, God will raise up a standard against him. What's the standard? The standard, again, we're with that military thing. The standard was, remember, they didn't have, they didn't have uh, comm units and all that other stuff. But oftentimes in the midst of a battle, they would raise their standard and the, and, and the, and, and the leader would, would be in a sense saying, gather to me, gather to me. Here's the standard, it's up. Gather to me, gather to me. When the evil comes in like a flood, God will raise up a standard against it. Now, now catch this. We're talking about tsunami. We're talking about the culture that we're in now. We're talking about the various forms in which it comes and how it sneaks up on us. Children, you know, you know wonderful, there, we've got wonderful gadgets today in 2013, don't we? I mean, I love my little iPhone. You know, I bought the iPhone 4. Well, I didn't buy it. it was, I got the iPhone 4 free because the iPhone 5 was already out. Okay? I was okay with that. Okay, got the iPad. I like these things. I can't use everything on them. And, you know, I'm not. I'm not the best at that. I enjoy having Bluetooth if if we could use it. I enjoy having all of those things, downloading music, having everything at my fingertips. Anybody? Anybody with me on that? Okay. Uh, I, I enjoy. I enjoy the internet. Okay. Yeah. How many of us know that some of that stuff is not so good for us? That that the conduit through which good things come, other things come also. Right? Am I, am, I, am, I, am I talking like an old man now? Okay, it's simply true. Simply true. 
And so, and, and, and you, 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 add, you add this whole, con- I mean, the scripture tells us that in the end times, that every, you know, Jesus will come and every eye will behold him. You know, 30 years ago, we're trying to figure that one out, how that works. Now we've got satellite TV, we've got every, news all the time right now. I mean, we were watching in Boston, weren't we? When it happened. I mean, I mean and, and, and they had cameras everywhere. They say, oh yeah, they're the, those are the two. I mean, amazing, amazing what we have today. Okay? And, but, but those things are not moral or immoral, but they can be twisted either way, can't they? Okay? So here we are. We're in a culture where information is flowing like, 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 like a tsunami. Overwhelming us. It's, it's everywhere. And, and, and some, you know, some would say, coming in, the water's fine. There's a lot of debris floating in that, in that water. Can I say that? I mean, and, and, and when I say that, I see the pictures of the waters uh, receding from, uh, from that northern city of Japan, right? Carrying cars, buildings, right? A lot of debris out there. Don't go swimming, okay? Sometimes it's a dangerous place. But here we are in, in, in our cultures. Not only that, things are turning to, in, in, in the United States. In our culture, things are turning against Christianity. They really are. Okay, really are. I mean, we're in a some would say we're in a post-Christian nation. Okay, that means you can't always assume it's okay to pray in public. Okay, and it's not only that. It's, 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 the scripture tells us there, there comes a time, and this is an old Ezekiel passage, and, and this tells us how things repeat themselves. He says, What are those who call evil good and good evil? And you've heard me make reference to this before. Uh, in reality, what happens is there comes a time when, we, when, our, when, when, when the mind can get so corrupt that it doesn't understand the difference between good and, and evil, and it gets flipped. So, so in, in, in today's society, a man or a woman who tries to raise, the, raise their children in the fear and admonition of the Lord are considered evil by some, some measures of our society. So, I mean, I'm not, you know, uh, uh, this is simply true. Okay. God knew that this would be a part of our generation. Yeah? The cool thing is, that when, whenever I think about these kind of things, I know that God always knew. And, he, and, and, and God never gets nervous. <laughs> Even when, when Joseph was thrown into when, when, when Joseph was thrown into a pit by his brothers way, way, way back, God had a plan. Joseph was, didn't, wasn't let in on the plan, and he was really concerned because he was in the pit. And when he was sold into slavery, he said, "Where's God?" And the answer is, is, is in this passage, God's hand is not too, uh, is not too uh, strong, nor is arm too, too short to, to save. God always has a plan. He's not nervous. The enemy, uh, the enemy plans and, and, and creates all kinds of things, and God can flip, flip it on. A, on a, yeah, so he's, he's the, you know, there's, there's a reason why it's called the Hail Mary Pass, I think. Right? God, God always can, can put it in the end zone. No matter where you are. See? And God has that plan. It didn't fly very well in a non-Catholic community, right? <laughs> uh, just, just, just go by that one on me. Okay. 
Okay, so, so we're living in a place where things are coming together and we're looking at Israel, it's, re, it's re, uh, reconstituted, and we're talking about end times and all the flood and all the, the trash that's coming our way and we're wondering, what, where's the clock set? I don't know. I don't know. I'm good about saying, I don't know. When I was a young pastor, I thought I had to have all the answers. But the older I get, I'm okay with saying, I don't know. Especially if the Bible doesn't tell me. But the Bible tells us some things. And he tells us the things we need to know, right? Sometimes he doesn't tell us what we want to hear, but he tells us what we need to hear. Does that make sense? I mean, I would rather hear what I need to hear than what I want to hear. So when we're on the staff meeting, somebody comes in with a troubled look. I said, give me the bad news first. I want to hear it. Because that's where we're going to have to put our, put our effort, our work. Now, okay, this stuff is coming at us. We're being compromised on a, on a, on a daily basis. Christians, without, without getting, without getting, like, um, um, without me being, uh, uh, applying the law to, to our lives here as a pastor, yeah? without getting legalistic about our faith, could I say that we, we, we're really, really worldly. We're really worldly. And he says, speak for yourself, Pastor. Yeah, I'm talking about the big, the big, big wide Christian church. We're really worldly. You know, we gathered here, and and you know, my hunch is most of us gathered because we like the music. It's cool, you know. Well, have a message, but but Wednesday night's a really, really a hard, de- hard. Uh, it's a hard sell. It's because it's prayer. It's hard work. When we, when we call for a fast, we're, we're, we have to actually, we're, well, the pastor's saying, look, we've got to deny ourselves a little bit. I don't know, pastor. <laughs> you know, I know I'm pushing a 42 waist, but I don't know if I can deal with not, with, with going without another meal. <laughs> yeah? Okay? okay, that's where we are. I'm talking about the whole wide Christian Community, okay? And I'm teasing a little bit. And some of you say, well, I have 34. It's not about your waistline. Okay? And I'm not talking about me. <laughs> but in the midst of this, in the midst of this, you might say, grow, uh, this, this, this increase of worldliness that we, that we wrestle with, we're being, we're, we're being covered. There's a tsunami. God is coming. The clock is ticking. And many of us are simply not ready. Okay? All right. And, and let me take us to Matthew 24. And I'm not going to read the whole thing. Because, uh, you know, uh, I'll, I'll just explain it. If you want to go to 24, go ahead. Okay? It was toward the end of Jesus' ministry. He had rode into, into Jerusalem on the donkey and on, the, on, the, on the, the, the great triumphant entry, the Palm Sunday and all that stuff. And, 
And he cleans out the temple one more time. It's the second time he cleanses the temple. He braids a rope. I don't know. He gets a stick. I don't know. He whips these people. He turns over tables. I mean, a, a, a man of peace, right? And he turns over tables. He drives the, the sheep and the goats and whatever they were, they were selling out and said, This is my father's house. But you've made it a, a den of thieves. And later on, as he's going out, his disciples are saying, Jesus, check out that architecture over there. Isn't that beautiful? It took, took X number of years to build. Wow, how great this is. And Jesus looked at him and said, there won't, <laughs> talk about, about raining on your parade. He said, there won't be one stone left on another. And so they get that he's talking about the end times. And they sat down and he says, look, Jesus, tell us when these things are going to happen. And, and, and when, you, when will be the sign of your coming at the end of the age? And here's the first thing he said to them. He, says, he said to them, see to it that no one misleads you. He said, many will come in my name, and saying, I am the Christ, and will mislead many. You'll be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. See to it that you're not frightened. Catch, catch the things he's telling them. He says, don't be deceived, don't be frightened. Okay? And then he talks about the nations against nations, kingdoms against kingdoms. He said, these are the merely the beginnings of the birth pains. Then, then they will deliver you to tribulation, will kill you. And you will be hated by all nations because you're a nice guy? No, because of my name, Period. It doesn't make sense. It's the spirit of the Antichrist. Of course it doesn't make sense. What's not to love? We're all Boy Scouts. Right? Girl Scouts. We help people cross the street. We feed the sick. I mean, we, we, we pray, for, pray for the sick, heal the sick. We feed the hungry. He says, you'll be hated... Uh, by, uh, by all nations because of my name. He said, many false prophets will come. He said, and he says, and at that time many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. Pressure comes and, and people scatter. Okay? So it's possible, guys. They fall away, betray one another, etc., 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 because of the pressure. Many false prophets will arise, will mis- mislead any. Many, because of lawlessness, people's love will grow cold, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. Now there's another instruction. You endure to the end. Something good about hanging on to what you know. Something really good about hanging on to, and sometimes it's what you have. Now I remember there was, there was a time when, when I got this picture in my mind, this is, okay, you know, sometimes when life is, is coming at you in all directions, uh, it's, it's simply a time to stand on the faithfulness of God. Okay? Because the truth is, it's confusing, right? The message is confused. I thought God loved me. I thought God was going to bless me. He was going to cause my tent pegs to go out. I don't have any tent pegs. He's going to expand me and bless me, and he's doing it. But we also know that there, there are a few sandstorms that come our way. And in the midst of that kind of storm, we can't see. 
You may not even see or hear his voice, but you stand on what you know. You stand on what you know. You stand on the faithfulness of God. That's when you repeat, oh, I remember when I was hungry and he fed me. I remember when I was down and underneath all of the sin in my life and he forgave me and I felt release in my spirit. My joy came, joy came to me. I knew I was forgiven. I was clean. I remember that. I remember when, when, when so-and-so was in a tough time, we prayed and, and God answered and, and healed and t- delivered and took. You know, that's, you know when, when tough times come, that's where, when you and I have to stand on the faithfulness and the promises and all the things that we know that God has done. I can't tell you how many times in my life I've had to, you know, in the midst of a difficult situation where I couldn't see anything, all I could see was the pain in my life, I would have to, to remember back jogging down that road with a bunch of, uh, of Marines and feel, sensing God's presence flow through me back in April, April of 19. What day is today? What's today? 23rd. Okay, the 23rd of April, 1973. See, I can remember. I can remember. <laughs> it's one of the reasons why God, God says, remember what I did for you in Egypt. Remember how I delivered you. Remember, with my hand, I delivered you. And when times get tough and the flood comes, sometimes you need a rock to stand on that's higher, that's higher than the beach. It's higher than the beach. They're standing down there wondering what's going on. He who endures to the end will be saved. The gospel of the preach, the king will be preached. Now, there's some other things he said, and when these things happen, you know, if you're, on the, if you're on the housetop, you must not go down to get things that are outside of the house. Just go on. On and on and on through this passage. Now, let me, let me just share, let me just wrap this up. Okay? These things are coming. Okay? It's not going to get better. I don't think. Yeah? If the Bible is true, and I believe it is, we, we, we very well may be in the end times today. Now, you know me. You ever hear very many messages like this from me? No. I'm always trying to teach you, okay, how, to, how, do, you, how, how do you how you have good, good marriages, how to get through life, how to pray, how to, you know. But you and I need to know that's what's, that the things that are happening in the United States, you know. Oh, we pray for our country, don't we? We pray for, on Wednesday night, we pray for our president. We pray for, for we pray for that, that it'll turn back. We don't know if this is the if this is the last, you might say, the last surge. We don't know that. You know? Every generation, including Paul, the apostle Paul, thought that Jesus was going to come then. But we certainly see the evidence of a of a culture and a community and a and a, and a, and a world that is under the influence of the Antichrist. The spirit of the Antichrist. Now, now you can get all nervous and say, "Well, oh, Pastor, what are we going to do?" Well, that's not what Jesus. Said. What did He tell us? What did He tell His disciples? And and we find these in this passage. He said, "Recognize the danger." Remember the passage where He says, "Look." He he said to He said to his, his the people who were listening. He says, "Look, you know, you're smart enough to look into the sky and know that rain is coming." But you can't discern the signs of the time. So what's wrong with you? 
And then he goes out and lays out the signs of the times, the things that are going to happen that will preclude, or that will, in a sense, uh, happen before the coming of the Son of Man, God. Okay? He says, recognize the signs. Recognize. He says, how many times do I see in Scripture where he says, I don't want you to be ignorant. I don't want you to be ignorant. I don't want you to be unaware of these things. Know that when these things happen, it's within, this, it's, it's within your generation. Okay? Prepare yourself. How do you prepare yourself? Well, now is not the time to go to, 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 to take your hand off the wheel. Some of you have been, you've been, you've been believers, and perhaps you've grown weary and well-doing. Or perhaps, how about this? You, you've done so well in your life. God, you know, as long as you were poor, as long as you were poor, you really, you, 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 were, you were faithful, you were pressing on God, you were, you were, you were, uh, you were in, in, engaged and involved in the church, and God began to prosper you in every way. And now, you've kind of taken your hand off the wheel. You're not as fervent in your faith. Oh, you, you know all that stuff. Truth is, if you're looking in you, you're kind of cold. Now, I'm not beating anybody up. This, these things happen to us all. Now is the time to reach in and get a hold of the, of the throttle again and get a little closer to God. Now is not the time to let these things go. And so we prepare ourselves, recognizing that Christ is coming. He says, don't allow yourselves to be deceived and don't fear. And we know in other passages, Fear not, for I am with you wherever you go. See? So even though I, I'm talking about these things, yeah, the picture of my, in my mind goes back to, a, there, was a, there was a little lady who was married to a guy named Lot. And they lived in Sodom and Gomorrah, or Sodom, I, I, one of those towns. Someone, someone will help me there with I'm sure. Tell me exactly which town it was. Sodom? <laughs> Tell me, Bonnie. <laughs> anyway, and, uh, and, and, and again, uh, you know, God says, look, the, the, he, he, he told them he let them know. His people he spoke to. He spoke to Abraham, he talked to him to Lot. He says, look, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, I'm going to destroy them. Their, their, their filthiness has just kind of like come up as a, as a stench, stench before me, and it's time I'm going to put them. I'm going to just destroy the, those towns. And you, you can either like that or don't like it. It just happened. Uh, and, but God sent his angels to take Lot and his family out, his people. I think he did that for Abraham, honestly. His people. Now save them. He says, don't look back. What's looking back resemble? You know? Boy, I really liked that town. I really liked the lifestyle that I had in that town. Okay? And the scripture says that she, she turned into a pillar of salt when she turned back and looked. One of the scriptures that, I, that comes to me right now is that, you know, the person who, who take, puts their hand to the plow and looks back over their shoulder is not worthy of what God has for them. Okay? So what am I telling you today on this beautiful, brisk, Sunday morning in April in 2013. 
he knows, he knew that the world would take this turn. This is not a surprise to God. And he's telling us, don't be afraid. Prepare yourself. Serve me with all of your heart and all of your mind. I mean, isn't that what the scripture said? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your spirit. Yeah? It's always going to be this conflict of, of looking over your shoulder and saying, man, I really like what I have here. I really like, uh, oh yeah, there's some problems with the place. You know, there's all this stuff going on. But I really kind of, I've, I've gotten comfortable here. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. You've been co-opted. We do live in the world. We're not of the world, but we live in the world here. So what am I saying to you? Here, here's the simple instructions. Recognize the danger. Get close to God. Don't allow yourself to be deceived by spiritual entities. And don't fear because God's, God's got your back. He said when he comes in like a flood, he's going to raise up in standard and say, all right, come to me. Come to me. You get that picture? The boss raises the flag and says, all right, in the midst of this crazy scrum, this battle, come to me. Gather with me. And that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Salvation for you. Salvation for you. In spite of what, what's going to happen in this world and what is happening in this world, God has your back in Christ Jesus. Amen.